Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This episode, we are reviewing the long awaited Rogue One. I've been waiting for so long. I've been waiting for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> For this, <laughs> oh man, it, uh, yes, it, I've been waiting for a year, which is better than last year, where we were waiting for what ten years. Yeah, well, uh, for that although one, from like, a know. different perspective, like we went uh, with our dad and mom and dad, and dad was like, "I've been waiting forty years for this." That's true, you know. So, like, you know, depending <laughs> on your perspective, yeah, because like this one, he was like, "Yeah," he because he was saying that he's like, "Man, when, even after whenever I saw the original movie in you know whenever it originally came out, he's like, I always wondered how did they how did they uh, get those plants?" Yeah. And so this is the stat story, Chris. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, we've got thoughts. We're going to have a substantial, a substantial spoiler-free uh, section. This is the thing. I kind of just want to dive right and into And we will, we will count down um, and, and give you time to get out, to get out of there, man. I don't like this. It's really late. It's very late. But we've had some meatball subs. Meatball subs, man. And the lifesavers. we're all hopped up on Red Bull. Yeah, like, so uh, as promised on the podcast last week. Yeah. I said I would have no less than two Red Bulls for you. Yeah, and you and, had four. Uh, and I got four. And I, I, I'm thinking if I start dragging Chris, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop open one here and and See, drink it. Look at it. this. It's healthy. It's got. Oh right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's got uh, 250% of your daily vitamin B6. Oh, oh yeah. Um, 80% of your vitamin B12. <laughs> 100% of niacin, whatever the heck that is. Oh, it's got taurine as well. It's got taurine. That's where the, the, the caffeine comes from. It's so funny, man. I, so I remember during uh, college. First ingredient is carbonated water. Oh, my gosh. Drinking. Yeah, so it's hydrating. No, it's only 110 you. calories. Of course, the, uh, the caffeine in it will dehydrate you. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, then I just chug a bunch of water. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Protein less than one gram. Uh, not really a good source of your even, daily yeah, protein. Why is there even a little bit of protein in there? Like, <laughs> how did that get in there? It probably just like naturally occurs in one of the elements. You right, know, it's right. probably just like ah, it's probably it's just glucose. A little bit of there, think, maybe. I mean, maybe no. I don't know. I mean, that's like sugar and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a chemical concoction that every time I drink it, I feel like I like am drinking the mad scientist's creation. Because it bubbles as Distributed well. Distributed by Red Bull, which is located in Santa Monica, California, which that nice. makes me like it even more. Nice. I like Santa Monica, California. I love Santa Monica. It's a, it's a good place. It's yeah. a good place. Shout out to anyone listening in Santa Monica, California. I wonder what Sony Santa Monica is up to right now. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I don't even know what game they're working on. I don't know. I mean, they're probably, they've got to be working on something. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just not working on anything, Chris. They're just not working. <laughs> they're not. They're not working at all. Yeah, they're, they're just sitting like, around. Yeah, it's like you know they've uh, they, they they used whatever money they got from from Sony and they're they're well, they're, just on, they're on salary. They're like Sony owns them. Well, I mean, then they're just taking their salaries and they're like throwing a carnival. You know, and they'll yeah. get around to making a game eventually. Right. <laughs> but right now they've got to hit the cotton candy booth. <laughs> John, what have you been up to this week? Oh man, so I have been. Um, it's like furiously watching through Rebels. Um, ah. So in preparation for Rogue One, I uh, I basically am caught up now. Nice. I'm current. Um, we uh, I got for uh, f- 
on on Catherine's side of the family, uh, we did some Christmas, and they got me the season two of Rebels on Blu-ray. So we watched through that. Nice, so good, man. Oh, and yeah. then uh, and then I dove in on uh, the Disney XD app mm-hmm. and uh, and watched the first. Uh, I think it's the first ten episodes yeah, we should of talk, this well, season. So. We're almost done with the season. No, yeah, no, wait, it's halfway wait, through. Half we're at the halfway point right now. There's been some, some interesting point, developments. We need to review it and we need to yeah. talk about it because I've been wanting to talk about all this since. I watched season two. Dude, I love it. Let's totally do it. I'm, I'm into it, man. That sounds great. Not tonight. We've got enough Star no. Wars tonight. No. But that's that's what I've been doing. I did uh, the, the uh, on Destiny, Sparrow Racing is back. SRL. Yes, SRL. Sparrow Racing. Um, crazy story as well with with uh, with Destiny. Iron Banner was in last week. And so like I got back from uh, from the trip we took last weekend up to uh, to see some more family for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, and ground like grinded my way up to the highest level of Iron Banner in order to get a specific scout rifle. Yeah. And then I accidentally, the other night, uh, dismantled it. Ah, that's the worst. So, yeah, it was... It was Did you just forget? I have two of them, and one of them is the right one, one of them is the wrong one, and for some oh, reason, the, no. raw, the wrong one was unlocked, <sighs> and I dismantled it, and no. I immediately knew my, my mistake. Ah. And then I turned off my Xbox. Because <laughs> like... I was ah. just like, I'm over it. I'm sorry. Yep. That's it. Yep. I was like, it's it's time. <laughs> I'm done. Man. Uh, I was like, I, Rebels. I can I can just watch Rebels right now. Oh. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that was a frustrating moment. But Sparrow Racing is back. Sparrow Racing is better than ever. There's two new tracks. It feels like they've smoothed out the two tracks from last year as well. Mm-hmm. To where there's mm-hmm. less like hard corners, less of the cheap kind of like oh I got caught on a plant kind of yeah. a thing. Um, whereas like it just seems like a more uh, a slicker kind of design there and I, I really appreciate it it's hilarious because it's so imprecise controlling the sparrows mm-hmm. that like somebody will bump you out of uh of one of the boost uh boost things and you're like what but <laughs> i realize like it 99.9 percent of the time not intentional and they don't have any control over the right <laughs> over whether or not they bump you out of that but if i still they, hate them anyway exactly it's like if, the, if they were really trying to bump you out of it it's like well that's really skilled driving and they might as well just you know win anyway so <laughs> probably deserve it more than i do mm. but yeah so it's really fun that that one's uh awesome you uh you didn't get a chance to get on that did you no so uh no like i've literally been like man it just feels like this past week has just flown by yeah because like last weekend we were gone up yeah in, up in illinois came back um i had a we had a christmas party on saturday that's right we went to um and then man Sunday. Oh, I shot some uh, some video on Sunday. Um, so yeah, so like it's just like it's just been busy. It's so been, like it's a busy season. I will say. So I'm still. Um, I don't even know if I've talked about it on the show. I think I've referenced it. The fact that I've been. I, I kind of started watching The Office again. Nice. But I've, what what happened was I kind of I started in like I think it was season three hmm. is whenever like. To me, this, the office started getting like really good. Yeah, it kind of so got I, its legs. And so I just, I just started watching through season three, and then I've just kept going. Now I'm in season six. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love how that happens sometimes? <laughs> yeah. So I've been watching back through the office again. Um, yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. I, I mean, it's just a fantastic show, dude. It like, is. Especially at the end, like even after my, like after Michael left. Mm. Um. Whenever I was watching it live, I think this is the the. Probably the first time I've gone back through. No, not the second time I've gone back through and watched it. Mm. But even like even the second time, first and second time, it was just kind of like it was so different from Michael's version of The Office. Like when he was there, yeah, I just didn't like it. But 
there are some really cool storylines. Like like one of my favorite ones I just watched recently is um, Andy throws a garden party. Yes. And Jim has gives uh, sells this book on Amazon to Dwight about all these rules about a garden party, you know, yep. announcing people as they walk in and closing ceremonies <laughs> and starting the dancing and all this kind of stuff. So fun. Yeah, dude. Like some but that's some of the best writing. Yeah. Like I and that's the thing, like whenever Michael was there, like it was basically Michael and then everybody else. Like there were yeah. still good storylines with everybody else, but it's like he, he kind of if you like, whenever he was there, he was involved in at least one of the two or three storylines for yeah. each episode, and it's like it dominated a lot of the episode and a lot of the time. So whenever he left, it was like at the time I remember watching it and being like, I don't know about this. But then like, so I dropped off and I caught back up after it had like finalized, like everything was done, yeah. and I binge watched it all on Netflix, and I was like, this is much better than I thought it was originally. Like whenever because yeah. I, I, I literally didn't watch. Probably after episode three of that last couple mm. seasons or whatever. Mm. I mean, and then I just binge watched them at the end after it all finished up. Yeah. Um, tried to avoid spoilers on the uh, the finale on that yeah. as well. And well, even that like didn't I, work. I'd forgotten about like they got better about like honestly toward the end and they and they did this better anyway like in previous seasons, but about serializing it. Yep. Where like you know the the new like uh, pyramid tablets show up and then like they right. don't show up again until like ten episodes later. <laughs> yeah. And then, but like both times, like they reference them and you say, like, okay, they exist. And then they reference selling them a couple times. And then all of a sudden, then it's, it's just like little, little comments, just like, uh, Stanley on the phone with somebody saying something about like, uh, it was the, it was the saying, whatever it was, it was the power of the pyramid. That's what it yep. was. You just hear him say that. <laughs> yeah. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, dude. And like those references, like, I love how you may not, like if you, didn't watch the previous episodes it's like you wouldn't yeah. wouldn't even laugh like you wouldn't even know yeah. that it was a joke but then they like slip in these jokes and it's like oh my gosh that's so funny and then the other thing i like i like about like kind of the the later years with michael is just like he was wa- a lot more self-aware than mm. he led on yeah and like i remember i didn't necessarily so i watched it all but like the whole first season felt like the more like like the the, oh, yeah, the British office, the British, like, like it's it like basically a remake of the line the, for line almost yeah. sometimes. And then uh, and then season two, it was like it was just it just got kind of weird. Yeah. And so that's why like you say in season three, like that makes sense with me because that's whenever I actually started kind of really really liking it. It went from a show where it was like, yeah, whenever I have time, I'll watch it. Yeah. To like I need to watch this. Season all one, Michael is pretty much just terrible. Like there's yeah. like there's very few redeeming qualities about him. Right. And uh, but then as you move on, then Steve Carell kind of puts his spin on the character. Yeah. And um, made him someone that in the end you root for. You yeah, know? totally, totally. And like in that last uh, in that last episode with him, like where he's mm-hmm. getting on the plane or oh, whatever. Man. Uh, so it takes off the microphone. He's yeah. like, oh, I guess I don't need this anymore. Yeah, and he takes it off anymore. the microphone. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he's, he's like, it's finally it feels good to get this off my chest. <laughs> and then he mouths, <laughs> you know, what that's said. what she said. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and I love also that he, whenever he's doing it, he like kind of breaks and he's like, oh, let me know if this ever airs, if you uh-huh. ever do anything with this, you yeah. know. <laughs> That, yeah, there's a lot more of that kind of stuff toward the end as well, where they t- like talk to the camera, especially right. in the last season. You start you know, like the the sound guy. That thing was was kind of convoluted, but you know, like you kind of get a, a sense of the actual production, right? Uh, and then um, one, it was just something random that he did that I was just like, "This is awesome." Um, I forget what was happening. He gets upset, and he goes in the other room, and Pam goes and finds Michael, and he's just in the break room. Um, she's like, Michael, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm separating the recycling, the colors from the whites. And and he's taking the trash, put all white trash over here and all colored trash over here. (laughs) 
and Pam, like you do laundry. That's yeah, amazing. Like he, and Pam says, "I'm sure no one asked you to do that." And he just goes, nine years." And like, <laughs> and then it moves on with the conversation. But like, he's been doing this for nine years <laughs> with, without any kind of context. Like, what have you been doing this for nine years? <laughs> Oh man, dude, that's oh hilarious. Gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah, dude, I mean, that show, like, I don't know, it's such a good show and it's such a classic. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah, at this point, definitely. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, there are shows that are like hot and then they kind of fade away. Yeah. Um, but The Office is something that is, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the, the big classics, you know? Yeah. You think about like Seinfeld, you think about like Friends, Friends. and you think about like The Office. The you Office. Know, it's, yeah. it's right up there. So, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's awesome, dude. Um, the, um, I also, this is the only other thing I was going to talk about. Um, I picked up uh, a copy of, it was a magazine. It was the uh, the best cartoons from the New Yorker in 2016. Nice. And uh, they have some, some really good ones. Like, That's awesome. You know, um, they're, I, I like those kind of like, you know, just commentary, editorial kind of cartoons anyway. And uh, there's some really fun ones. It's like a lot of them, all, honestly, like they remind me of the far side a lot of times. Yeah. That's what the far side kind of is, only they're a little more um, tongue in cheek about things. Yeah, and they're um, a little bit more like uh, not tied to a specific like time and place, like or year or whatever. Yeah, well, you even, know? even a lot of the New Yorker ones, like there's one, you know, like, you know, that was, you know, just is a bunch of cats sitting in a movie theater and then on the the screen is a shoe and it shoelaces. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. You know, so it's, it's stuff like that. It's just like, this is amazing. That is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Chris, we're going to dive into the Star Wars Rogue One review. Mm. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> I'm getting pretty tired now. Yeah, I know, right? I need to maybe take a sip of this this Red Bull here in yeah. a minute. But, Chris. Yeah. So, for this week's pick of the week, it's a relatively unique thing that we have the same pick. True. There is only one pick uh-huh. of this week. Yep. And what is that pick, Chris? <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> <No>. Three. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. This is pick, pick the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> it's like picking Die Hard 5. <laughs> die Harder. Rur, 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 rur. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I Dumb wish, and Dumber. I wish it had been named that. That would have made it far better. <laughs> die Harder. Rur, rur, rur. <laughs> you just add an er for every single one. So it's just Die Hard, Die Harder. <laughs> die hard, Harder. Rur. Die Hard. Er. Er, er, and die hard, er, 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 er. Yeah, I love it. It's so late. It's like, too this late, shouldn't man. be funny at all. Anyway, <laughs> no one's laughing. Everyone who's listening to this is not laughing. Okay, so uh, oh, the, the real pick of the week is <laughs> Super Mario Run. Yes, I couldn't think of that either. That's okay. It's, it's like you said, it's very late. Uh, so, Super Mario Run came out today. Oh my goodness, dude. So, uh, I, I haven't beat it yet, so we can't. I don't think we can review it yet. But let's no, talk really. about it for a second. So, like first impressions yeah, wise. First impressions, and, and we'll we'll review this eventually. Yeah. Um. But so far, like for um, well, let's back up for a second. It's really cool that there's finally a Nintendo property, proper Nintendo property besides Pokemon on iPhone. Yeah. Um. It, like in theory, sounds 
super boring and like how are they going to make that cool somehow they have yeah this endless runner side scrolling endless runner is really really fun and it has to do with like there are a lot of the classic kind of things that happen but there are also some really cool like mechanics for no reason yeah you know, like uh levels with switches that switch blocks back and forth that disappear and appear and that's right um uh, being able to like uh, hit these pads that like reverse you and stuff like that. Like, well, even like vaulting over enemies, like and hitting like if you hit jump at the perfect moment, like it'll uh-huh. shoot you way up in the air. And that like, yeah, that's just a crazy thing that happens automatically. And if you right. you know if you happen to jump on it, it's like that's that's just a relatively cool thing. It's very simple, but it's like it it plays off of itself in some nice ways. I think at some point we on the podcast we talked about um, Rayman, the Rayman running. Games. That's right. What was the first one like? Oh, Jungle Run. There's well, Jungle, Jungle Run. Jungle Run is the second one. The, first, the first one was just one? like Rayman. I'll look it up. I have it yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, and like, so those, those were good. Yeah. Um, this is entirely like, there's a, because those were like more like, okay, get through this course, collect all the little collectibles. Like you're running the same route. This is like, yeah. There's more platforming involved. There is, and it's like there's replayability for the levels because if if you uh, there are certain colors of coins. Like there's like the purple coins first, and if you can collect all the purple coins in a certain level, there's five of them, then it will change the level, change all the coin placements, and add like another color where right. it's uh, where they're a different color completely. Why well, I, I haven't so figured like, out why well, I'm going to get to the end of the colors. Um, do you know, you it, I mean you basically. That's the three star, and that's equi- the uh-huh. equivalent of like three star in the level. Okay, and you get like extra bonuses, like you get yeah. uh, toad tickets, toad rally tickets, and stuff. Like there's just extra bonuses that you get whenever you complete yeah, you a get level. To- I think. I- well, actually, that was from doing Rayman the first Adventures world. is the name of the first uh, one. Ah, yes. And then there's Rayman Jungle Run. I mean, and they're both really, really, really fun. But and like- there's Fiesta Run as well. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one too. Fiesta Run. I always so what's funny is um, that the music at the end of a Rayman level, like I can yes. always think of it. I can always think of it. Like even whenever I'm playing Disney Emoji Blitz and it's like doing the score at the end, I always hear that music in my head. It's really weird because I'm crazy, Chris. I always sip in the Red Bull. Oh yeah, opening up another one. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of depth. Uh, the world, like there's like, I think we said 24 levels. Yeah. Yeah, and like a lot of replayability. Like I've already gone back through the first few. I'm like, I mean, I haven't collected all the coins. Like some of those paths are crazy. Yeah. Um, and like the timing with the enemies is like has to be right on. For sure. Well, and then and then also there's like uh, there's the the element of it where you can challenge like ghost players. So like other people who've gone through it, you can race against their ghosts yeah. and things. And so I think I think that's a really cool way to do it. Um, the one critique that I have for this game, like it's a really cool game. Um, I'm not sure about like there's a there's a whole element of like building your kingdom that I don't that, understand well, yet. Yeah, I was gonna talk about that. I actually was hoping you understood it because I don't understand it yet. Like, I know you can get like you can play like you you build these towns and you, they give you bonuses like where you can get like a bonus game. Yeah, but there's so much depth to it. Like click on it. Like there's all these decorations and there's right. all these buildings and all like fences and stuff. And I'm like, what are like what is this? Right. Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't explain it. No, not at all. <laughs> and like, and uh, you do it by doing like, what is it called? There's a rally, yeah, there's, and then there's uh, there's the tour, then there's a rally. So yeah. you do the rally things, and you can unlock them that way. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm not sure why. And me neither. I mean, is it just to build something? I th- I think so. I mean, and then also like 
the other the other one other critique critique that I have is the friend. Uh, oh, I mean, it's, like adding friends. It's it's, it's the worst. And it's like I don't know. It's it's convoluted, just like any other. You know, whenever you've done on your 3ds, you have to enter in like a unique set of numbers so it's like yeah. basically your nintendo social security number you know or whatever and so you have to enter in those numbers rather than being able to just like search for a name or like connect to your facebook yes um which is what an iphone game really needs in order to to, to get there is like connect to your facebook or twitter or something like that pull your friends in from there yeah and connect you that way so it's uh the friend thing i, f- I really hope they get that better before like I don't have much hope that they're going to get better before the switch happens uh, in, in uh, March. No. But and I really do like the um, I, I like the the way that they've incorporated. Is it my Nintendo? That's right. Yeah, yeah. with the missions and stuff. With the missions, and you can earn um, coins there, and uh, and then use those toward either characters. Like that's the other thing. Like there's some like it looks like. Uh, cosmetic items in there. That's right. You can purchase, but I'm just kind of like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can build like you can get these blocks. It's like a golden Mario statue. Yeah, and it's like I don't know what that does to your actual. Uh, your I mean, actual I don't think they all do anything. anything. I think it just is there for show. I don't mean I may be wrong, <laughs> but like that's what it sounded like. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know, understand anything Maybe, about I, the, as we uh, dig the in more. Things. Yeah, we'll whenever will. we review it, we'll uh, we'll di- dive into that. But again, yeah. I'm having a blast with it oh, so yeah. far. Like, and I it even took over. Like, there was a moment where I was like taking a break today, and I was like, ah, I want to play Super Mario Run yeah. rather than Disney Emoji Blitz. Ooh. And so it's like uh, it's yeah. there's that trade off. Well, there's a, like, well, there's mm. a big difference here. Like, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Um, Disney Emoji Blitz free. Free That's to play right. with microtransactions. That's right. Um, this is ten dollars. The first three levels are free, but then anything past that is ten. Yeah, bucks. I mean you're gonna so, pay ten dollars if you're exactly. gonna play this game. Yeah, ten dollars, but mm-hmm. then it's all opened up and you can play it unlimited. Yeah, and it, there's just something about like the pressure to like, well, I have to get on in Disney Emoji Blitz that makes me not want to do it. Yeah, and um, like it's a lot of fun, and I do, do like I I'm on it, but it's just kind of like. You know, now that I have something else distracting me on my phone, that's right. I'm not going to be playing it as much. Yeah, and you can do run after run after run and just perfect yeah. like whatever yes. whatever you're going for, whether yes. it's for coins or whether it's for uh, tricks or whether it's for um, the specific like colored coins, those yeah. types of things. I mean, like those. Uh, there were times when I was sitting there, I was like, "Oh my gosh, how much time has passed?" And I didn't didn't know, you know, that sort of thing today. So it's interesting, man. I I'm intrigued by the game. It, We'll see what ends up happening, like after I finish the game completely, yeah. like get through all of the levels or whatever. I don't know. I we'll, we'll see. I'll probably th- like three star them all or three. Oh coin yeah, them definitely. All. So that's but, my that's my plan. I'm going to go through all 24 levels first. Ah, and then go back. And then go back and replay them from start to finish, getting hmm. the three stars along the way. See, I might try to do like each world, uh, mm. like where it's like, oh, so I'm done with the first world, and I haven't even. I just find everything the, the so second. intriguing and fun. I just want to keep moving. Right. Yeah. You want to figure out the new mechanics and things. Yeah. So yeah. And so now I'm roping back around. I've done two levels, got them completely like done out of the way, and nice. then now I'm moving on to the third one of that world. So nice. we'll see. We'll see how if I continue playing it that way, or if I'll just kind of like forge on ahead, you know, and, and complete yeah. the entire thing. So, but so far, super fun. I would say it's worth the 10 bucks you oh, know yeah. so far i mean i mean this isn't like a final review or anything so maybe it like tanks later on in the game but as uh where i'm at right now i'm like man i'm i'm excited to spend a lot more time with it and yeah. uh and i i do think that currently i've at least gotten three dollars out of it <laughs> well, yeah and again i've said before you know like say i could pay ten dollars to, to unlock unlimited plays on disney emoji blitz i would totally do it yeah in a heartbeat I, I and this is giving me what I want. Yeah. I, just, I just want to be able to pay for my games, play them as much as I want, when I want, and 
Yeah, live my life. There it is. Without intrusion. <laughs> Without intrusion. Similar to the Rebels. Mm. All right, Chris, it's time. Okay. So we'll have a, uh, a short spoiler-free version or uh, well, section okay, here. You said substantial. I know, I know. <laughs> I said substantial. It'll be substantial. It'll have things okay. in it, Chris. It'll oh be it'll be beefy. But uh, but then we'll have a big countdown before we actually dive in yeah. to the spoilers and get them everywhere. Um, all right, Chris. What 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 did you like impression wise? Okay. How do you want to begin? Ah, uh, yeah. That's- <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's a Star Wars movie, first of all. Okay. So going into this, um, even having seen the trailers, I really didn't know what to expect. There were some mm. things that I wanted to see, mm. and I think I saw all those. Mm. This is hard to talk about without spoiling. It but, is. Uh, like, my expectations were met, Yeah. but I didn't have a lot of them. That being said, I was very surprised by a lot of things in this. And in a good way, hmm. some in a like, well, actually, I can't. see, this is hard. Um, it is very hard. I thought like very well acted, um, well written, well directed. Um, one thing we I can talk about that is not spoilery, I think, is that um, I was a little thrown off uh, by the music. Um, they don't use classic Star Wars times, music yeah. really. Uh, in this, they do a couple times, but like a lot of times, they don't even finish the themes. They mm-hmm. just kind of like hint at it and then move on. Yeah. And for the, for the most part, it's largely forgettable. Like there's like this main like Rogue One kind of theme that yeah. they keep bringing back. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just kind of like this is just kind of generic. Like it, it almost sounds like uh, the way that um, Jared, uh, our friend Jared, J Pinions. Yeah, he's been on the podcast. Yeah, he, uh, he put it was like it almost sounded like. Um, Someone who couldn't afford to use Star Wars music, like just like wrote Star Wars esque music, you know, yeah. with the the way that it was, and it really comes down to the way that it was orchestrated, the way that it it was voiced with the instruments, like that's what makes the Star Wars music sound like Star Wars, right? Um, the symphony orchestra sound like the the Star Wars stuff, and um, yeah, and like so, yeah. I, I I totally get you, and it's you know the the way. That, that it came across to me was in a few in a few different areas was almost like they were um, so resistant to making it like a mainline Star Wars movie yeah. that it almost was a direct reaction to that. Like it it almost like, felt you think like we're going here, we're gonna go here. Right. It was it was almost like a stubbornness about it. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah, but this isn't like a normal like expectation of Star Wars movies. Right. And it's like. Some of that I'm like, yeah, I, I would be okay with that. But then there were times whenever I kind of just wished that they would just go for it, you know. Well, and like even you think about that first trailer with that cool kind of plotting um, version of that's uh, right the theme. There weren't really any hints of that, you know. And I'm like, that's kind of that was cool. You yeah, know? that was like, really cool. I think that was universally liked as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see if anybody really calls up the music is like yeah this is amazing there were cool moments like i did appreciate the fact that like they stayed away from certain themes until yeah there was something to like represent that thing yeah Yeah. and it's like in that those moments and we can maybe you know mention that a little bit later in the spoiler section like specific moments because there were like two specific moments that i can think of where i was like oh 
and I wouldn't have necessarily realized it had their the music not been so starkly different in those spots. Yeah. And so like that's just a, a a choice, and it's an interesting choice. And I find that that like that's kind of how I feel about the whole like relating this to the other other mainline Star Wars movies so mm. far. Being the first one that's outside of like yeah. the main lines, it's just interesting. And I, I wonder how much this one will influence mm. the uh, the other non main Star Wars movies moving forward. Yeah. So like you know, I, mean, I, I honestly like that we're, we most of the time like we kind of like breeze over the music, but like because it plays such a large role in the. Um, in the Star Wars universe, yeah, I feel like it's appropriate here. It's but, so iconic, you yeah. Know? Like I, it also, it, like it make, what honestly, what it comes down to, it makes me wonder if, like, whenever we kind of have the Han Solo movies, are they going to use the Han? I don't know, theme? man. And you a know? lot of yeah, and, and a lot of his there's theme, a Lando theme. Are they going to use that? Right. I mean, a lot of his theme is tied up within like Leia's theme. Like they're built to play off of each well, other a lot. Yeah, well, there's there's three. There's the Han, then there's Leia, then there's Han and Leia, and that's the whole like love thing right. that we always. I don't think they'll. I mean, they probably can't hint unless at that. Leia shows up. They're not going to use it. I right. don't think. Right. But um, like I definitely can use like Han's kind of stuff. There's Millennium yeah. Falcon kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, that he's written over the years. Um, you know, just be interesting to see if they use that stuff. Yeah, and 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 then. Again, like you take all of the music and separate it out, and it's like, well, you wouldn't necessarily, I like identify it as a Star Wars thing, but it's yeah. like, and so you kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. I find it interesting, not not good nor bad, just yeah. interesting right now. So, um, uh, moving on from music, sorry, yeah. that was a weird place to start, probably. Hey, no, for, that's that's okay. But um, it's the first thing you experience with the Star Wars movie. True. I was about to spoil something. I felt like, like the characters really well were were really well written. Um, I thought the casting was really good too. Casting was phenomenal. Yeah, um, I, and I had doubts moving like going in. Like we had we would kind of discussed where yeah. it was like the first trailer. Um, there were a few lines where I was just like, man, I don't know. This is this sounds really cheesy or yeah. sounds like this is like really hitting you know hitting the nail on the head yeah. this time, guys. And so like, but all of that like it didn't materialize well, really. So. There was um there was a there was some um. Some characters that felt like less fleshed out than they should have been, yeah. Um, but uh, for the most part, like the characters that I wanted to be fleshed out were really well fleshed out. Yeah, I think like my my uh, whenever we got in the car, Catherine, and I got in the car. She asked like you know what I thought, and I was like, well, it was definitely a big cast. Like it, yeah. it was a big cast, you know. And we knew that going in. Like yeah. uh, you know, you see the poster even like, mm-hmm. and there's so many characters. And so just in a big cast like that, yeah. there are gonna be characters that are really like. You know, it's like well, they have they have a development. You know, they don't end in the same place they began. But man, that is like the as far as you can say. You know, right. that sort of thing. So there are a couple of those. You yeah. know, which is to be expected in a big cast. Yeah. And like, I don't necessarily mind that. Like we've we've gone through we've gone back and forth through this kind of debate on several different movies, but because I think there's a way to do it. Yeah. You know. Well, some characters you have to have, like you have to have some characters be a little bit more, um, just you know, shallow, if you will, or they're yeah. not like super deep characters yeah. because you can't just unless you have a uh, a movie like um, I'm just trying to think of what, what did we review recently? We had like two people or whatever. 
No, it, it, the uh, Moana. Like Moana, mm. it features like a, a relatively small cast or yeah. whatever of characters, and like each one is really fleshed out. And whereas you know, yeah. in this, like you just can't. You don't have the screen time unless you're you know sitting there forever. You know, just like even in like the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, like there are characters that you just you know their name. <laughs> yeah, but even the Lord of the Rings, I feel like you know. Granted, they had three movies, but I three like, three hour movies. Yeah. They had more time in the Hobbit though. <laughs> And, and less character development. Less character development overall. See, there's a, there's, you know, it can be done good and it can be done bad. True. Um, and I feel like this was done well. Yeah. The uh, the scope of this movie in terms of like locations hmm. and the way that it shows the impact of the empire on the universe, super cool. Man. Um, it, like as far as a... Time and a place, and, and having just watched through a bunch of rebel stuff, like yeah, where, yeah. where there were were situations that are very similar, yeah, and you know there are moral quandaries in yeah. this that are very like uh, like very much embedded in the Star Wars universe, yeah. and that's very cool as well. I mean, it, it did feel a lot like Rebels in, in a lot of senses, and we can talk about that later. Um, I really liked the the way that they portrayed the. The, the rebellion versus the empire. Like, they set up a lot of stuff, like, mm. background. Like, there's a lot of things in here. Man, this is getting into spoilers, probably. I'm not going to say that. Um, we'll dive into spoilers here in a second. Well, well directed. Do, well, yeah, I was about yeah. to say, yeah, it's about well, to go directed direction. cinematography. I would say the cinematography is, like, on point. Holy cow, dude. Like, Everything looks beautiful. Man, there were shots, uh, especially early on, whenever, you know, things are things yeah. are a little bit slower paced or whatever. Where I just I was like, man, if you just... Just print me that and put that on yeah. my wall. I would, you know, that's a beautiful shot. There were a couple of like of um of of shots like this is just a critique. There's a couple of shots um, whenever they were like close up on faces that were slightly out of focus. Yeah, but then again, I have that same problem with like Interstellar. Right you now, like some I don't Nolan know what movies it is, are like man. that. Yeah, sometimes they just don't get it and they just yeah. don't catch the right um, focus point, focal point. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, as far as like a uh, references and things like that, like it was if you are a Star Wars person, oh yeah, in any way, whether oh, yeah. you're into, um, you know, the the just the mainline movies, if you're like, you know, that's all, just the first three, or even if you're just like into A New Hope, you know, if that's the only movie that you truly like love, which there are people like that, you know, right. then this has something for you. And then if you're into all three, that has something for you. If you're into only the movies, this has something, you know, lots of things for you, and it's a little bit expanded from there. Right. And then if you're into everything, whether it's Rebels, whether it's, you know, the books, the comics, this has every, this has things for you, too. So. Yeah, I mean, like, and obviously, like, this isn't a spoiler because we know this is, like, this this is a connective movie, you know? Right. Like, it takes a lot of um, content from almost every single property that I can think of right now and pulls it all into this one movie and does it in a, in a very elegant way. Agreed. Um, you know, pulls things from the Clone Wars and, and from wow. Rebels and from um, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi and... Um, the only like some of the a couple of the books, the, some of the uh, like the Darth Vader um, comic series, yep. uh, like a lot of things, like kind of just like laying the groundwork for a lot of the the larger universe and and displaying it in a way. Yeah, um, I would say the only thing it doesn't do is like there weren't really any like calls forward to Force Awakens. No, and no, nor did we necessarily expect there to be. I mean, what is that like thirty or yeah. forty years from now? You um, know? But yeah, like in terms of like 
the cohesiveness and how this fits within the Star Wars universe, like this is very much a Star Wars universe building movie. And I love it. Yeah, I agree. Definitely go see it. I say go see it. And uh, if you just hate Star Wars, don't go see it. Um, Obviously. That's always the... I don't think we have to say that. No, I guess not. But but yeah, I would say if you hate Die Hard, <laughs> don't see. don't watch Die Hard Five, especially Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> got Die Hard on the brain because it's Christmas time, and it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I mean, isn't that what you watch like every Christmas Eve or something? Yeah, that's the yeah. tradition. Is yeah. Christmas Eve is Die Hard. I love it. I actually <laughs> I bought Die Hard Two this year. I want to watch both of them. Ooh. So does Die Hard 2 take place on Christmas as well? Yeah. Or? Die Hard 1, Christmas. Die yeah. Hard 2, Christmas. Die Hard 3, middle of the summer sometime. Isn't Die it like, uh, isn't it supposed to, I mean, they're all take place on a holiday. So no. Isn't it, no. Die Hard 3 is the only, well, so, yes, I'm going, I'm walking through it. Okay. Die Hard 1, Christmas. Die Hard 2, Christmas. Die Hard 3, middle of the summer. <laughs> Very unspecific. <laughs> Die Hard 4, Independence Day. Ah, yeah, that's right. Back in, in line with everything. Uh, Die Hard 5, no, no time. Came out on Valentine's Day, so that was our Valentine's date for that year. <laughs> went and watched this terrible movie. You, you went and watched Die Hard or Train Wreck of a movie, oh uh, but it, it takes place on on no like defined holiday. Yeah, yeah. It's just something that made it bad. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, if you're going to put make a bad movie, make a bad movie that happens on a holiday. Make so a at bad least movie you can enjoy sense. it. Yeah, it's like let's uh, let's put a you know on oh, set it on Easter or something like that. So that way, it's like you can at least yeah. appreciate the holiday references. We're getting way off track. We need to get back on track. That's true. Back on track. All right, Chris, are you ready to spoil this thing? I'm ready to spoil it. I think it's about time. We both say go see it, and the spoiler clock is winding down. And we're gonna spoil something big. And uh, if you don't turn it off in in five, four, three, two, one, throw out a spoiler. They steal the plans to the Death Star. <laughs> That's a big spoiler there, Chris. I mean, I That's didn't think they were going to succeed there. I mean, there I was were, worried there for a second. There was a moment. It's a moment. I thought they were just going to like, this is a reboot to the franchise. <laughs> yeah. The alternate timeline. Yeah. <laughs> the darkest timeline. Yeah. Where <laughs> like the Empire community. always wins. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody has mustaches in Luke, the darkest timeline. Luke is killed as a baby. <laughs> like really like curly mustaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's Top Hats? Oh my gosh! Everybody's really evil. All right, all right. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, so let's, let's let's sit down. And let's talk about the the uh, the plot of this movie. Um, some of the things that like I was surprised about, like I was surprised by the number of places we talked about that for a second. But like, man, we were jumping around like crazy at the beginning. Yeah, like, we even the, went to a place that we didn't need to know that we were there. Whenever she was, whenever she was imprisoned or whatever. Oh, that impr- that prison thing. Like, yeah, that was awesome. It was though. amazing, but like we didn't need to know the name of the planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's for like you know Star Wars nerds. Like yeah. that was probably no, some course. reference to oh, yeah. something that to I don't know about. To an expanded universe thing, exactly. Yeah, and you know, like we don't have anybody on the podcast who like this at least this time right. who has di- dived into that. Yeah, and uh, and so. But yeah, I I, I yeah. was I was fine with that. And then you know, as much as like I say, as much as you can bring in from these other things to reference, it's yeah. like at least you're sitting there if you're not intrigued by what's going on in the plot because hey, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
at least you're intrigued by where we're at, by the setting, by the characters that are around, because there were some really cool characters there. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But it, like, so the thing that that felt like um, Star Wars Rebels, there's a couple of things that felt like Star Wars Rebels when it mm. comes to the places. Was just like there were some really exotic kind of places. Yeah. You know, this planet where it's just like storm. You like you. Go down. There's just storms everywhere. Yeah. Um. And then like there's the beach kind of planet. Well, there there's was like the... the planet that was like two asteroids, and then like the city was built between them. Yeah, that on was the, both uh, sides. the outpost. Yeah, that trading was, post. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. well, and that it, felt really relevant. And something that we talked about a little while ago, but it was cool. Like okay, even on this tiny little like trading post, the empire's here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Giving people the rundown. Yeah. I mean, they're like everywhere at this point. And that's the thing, you know, um, another. So the one gigantic Rebels reference, there was a uh, over the intercom. Yeah. They paged uh, General Syndulla yeah. to come to some place. Yeah. And uh, so my, you know, that's either going to be uh, Hera Syndulla, uh, who is Captain Hera Syndulla on the show, or it's going to be General Syndulla, her father. Right. Um, and so, you know, we still don't know for sure. Right, but it's a uh, it's it's a and reference. the ghost was in one of the scenes. Yeah, yeah, in one of, like in the big battle or whatever. Whenever they yeah. they kind of come in, it's like it's there. Yeah, who knows what uh, happens? But like so, more things though that that feel like rebels, and this is really just comes down to like these. This is whenever you start getting into the larger universe. Mm. You know, like rebels likes to introduce a lot of like concepts and places and ideas about the force or about the rebellion or about the Jedi. Yeah, and then not explain them. Yep. <laughs> And pretend like you everybody knows. Right. Well, I mean that's the part of the used universe. Yep. But that's what they did here. Like no explanation. Like they, uh, so like to some extent, like the plant planet that they like they first destroy that city in. Yeah. Um they reference something about like this is the last like temple or last vestige of the Jedi, you know, remaining yeah. Jedi temple. Like I guess they're going around destroying all the Jedi temples. Um, is what they're kind of implying. Well, in Rebels, uh, they uh, the you know I guess spoilers for some season two stuff of Rebels, but they they uh, the Sith find a Jedi temple in that, and they like they're gonna learn as much as they can and probably destroy it. I would right, imagine, and, uh, you know? yeah, and that's well that that's the thing. Like how much of the Sith, like that those are the big questions I have between here and Rebels. Is like mm. okay, how much of the like are the Inquisitors around? Like how much of the Sith are still around by this point, and what mm. has happened to them? Yeah. Is Maul still around out there? Yeah, like, running around. Seeing up dying at the end of Rebels or something like, you know, who knows? It would be coming. I mean, what if we saw Maul at the in uh, episode eight? It'd be wild, man. I mean, it, technically, he could still be alive. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reasons why he could still definitely be rolling around. <laughs> but like, you know, the, uh, they don't explain. You know, the big like Jedi statue in the ground. You know, the 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 Kyber crystals. Kyber crystals. They kind of allude to like, well, this is what they're using to power the Death Star laser. But then, and it's what the Jedi's use, obviously. But then, like, they don't really explain. Like, she has that Kyber crystal around her neck. Right. And nothing ever really comes of that. Well, I assumed so with that one. Yeah, well, they don't explain it, but you assume that like he's helping them build the technology for the Death Star, right? He under you know they uh, they recruit him again to help them you know make the Death Star work, and so you assume he knows something about kyber crystals yeah. to help them utilize them for the death star yeah. and uh, and so somehow he's gained this knowledge. You don't really get his backstory or anything, but. Then you know you go to the planet and they're they're shipping all these Kaiba crystals up before they destroy it or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Man, it's just like that. That's a really cool idea. I love the fact that like the the basically the thing that powers the Jedi's lightsabers is the thing that powers the Death Star as well, mm-hmm. and like that is a really crazy and it, like it shows the manipulation of you know the dark side you know manipulates these elements yeah. that could be used for good for protection you know have been traditionally used for uh, lightsabers were protectors you know stuff so they take them and twist them and make them the most massive weapon of all right um yeah, the uh, the another reference to like Clone Wars, we had uh, Saw Gerrera actually in this, and he was a character that was introduced yeah. back in the Clone Wars. His his character is interesting in this. Um, he's, yeah, he's basically become a radical at this point, and has kind of um, secluded himself on this planet. And he was pretty radical in those in like whenever he was introduced, he had. Uh, it was basically the first time that we had seen a rebellion. And what I appreciated about the way they set up the action sequence, like whenever they initially met his rebels, it looked a lot like the, uh, the way that they, they presented things in clone wars, like in the, in the show, the clone wars where they had people on the roof shooting down. They had somebody roll a grenade from the ground level, that sort of thing. So like under a tank and it blows up. And so like the way that that all was orchestrated and done, it felt very Clone Wars esque. Felt very Clone Wars esque, and also felt very like uh, modern and real in a lot right. of senses. Because you know, you think about modern insurgencies. You know, like you know, whenever yeah. you know you're in a third world, like a lot of a lot of planets on Star Wars feel like third world countries. So you think about a third world country insurgency. Um, that's the kind of like guerrilla tactics that are used. Yeah, you know, we're talking you know RPGs against you know attacking tanks and. Um, uh, ambushing and yeah. like, hiding among the people and all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's the, those are those are insurgent tactics, you know, that have been used in war for uh, since the the Civil War. You yeah, know? Um, and it it was it was cool seeing that um, in in Star Wars. Yeah. I loved the, uh, whenever we had the, the main characters, uh, Jin and, oh man, I can't remember his name. Jin. Uh, uh, the guy that Diego, oh, uh, yeah. plays. Um, Cassian. Cassian. That's right. Uh, whenever they were in the middle of that battle and like the way that that was done, I, I always knew where each person was, which uh-huh. was cool. I never really yeah. lost tracking, which yeah, is, yeah. which is really cool. Um, whenever she's out in the middle there and being surrounded by both sides and in danger from both of them. Like that was just a, I I loved that they put these characters in that position and like, it was just an interesting dynamic that we don't see very often. I think, you know, that was kind of the director directorial style um, that they chose for this. Like you think about um, the way even the force awakens was it, there was a lot of, there was a more handheld close up kind of like, uh, look to it and look, yeah. look and feel. And so it feels a lot more chaotic than this did. Yeah. And, with lots of fast edits in that too. Yeah. And it was, you know, this was, I mean, it's consistent with itself. So that's cool. Um, you know, I'm, and I'm willing to take, you know, whatever the director gives me. Right. Um, but like, uh, it, yeah, it was interesting because it didn't necessarily feel as chaotic. No. Um, even though there's a lot of action going on, um, you know, it just kind of stands apart from a lot of modern superhero or, you know, even Star Wars, you know, movies, Star right. Trek. A lot of them, like, it's very, very fast-paced, very, very handheld, yeah. um, a lot of close-up kind of stuff. And this was a lot of kind of medium to wide shots, and we're seeing, like, all the action and what's happening. Um, 
it was still really cool. Yeah, and it's still exciting. Like it still got your blood pumping, but it was uh, it would definitely. Like you said, like it, it has a different vibe to it. It has a different mm-hmm. feeling whenever you're watching it. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like in terms of the Rebels, you know, I think uh, Jen was really fleshed out. Yep. I liked her. Uh, Cassian, um, I still like kind of want some backstory on him, but like I still related to him pretty well. Yeah, and it's like you, you kind of get a vibe for the fact that like he doesn't necessarily he's not necessarily the best person in the world, you know. Yeah. Right off the bat, he like kills his informant, you know. Right. Whenever whenever you know there was a chance that his informant was going to give him up or give him away, and uh, and so I mean you kind of get get that kind of a, a Han Solo esque kind of a, ah you know I'm I'm in it to yeah, do whatever I got that it takes. Vibe too, it just wasn't enough of Han Solo to like exactly. make it worth it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was almost like a half-hearted thing because at the end he was like, yeah, and then after every mission, I feel like you know I've done something wrong or right. feel, feel dirty about it, you know. So yeah, there was there was a, a little bit less on him. I did love their chemistry together though. Like yeah. whenever they had any scene together, it was like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. Yeah, um, which made it that much more heartbreaking whenever everything went down at the end. So, um, uh, Ch- Chirrut and Bays, I feel like were like honestly pretty underdeveloped. Uh, those are the ones that I'm like, okay, of the rebels, those are the really underdeveloped characters. Uh, Which ones were they? Uh, it was the blind, uh, uh, blind guy the, and his friend, the like, force sensitive person. Yeah, so his, like his you know, I, I liked them a lot, but yeah, we didn't know anything about them. Yeah, they're super cool. Like, yeah. I mean, they look super cool. I loved like the um, the hand to hand combat, and I liked like the the gunplay, like the, the like the way that they played with each other, like. Uh, hand-to-hand combat, and he protects him with the gun, and then they both kind of just compliment each other in that way. Yeah, and their then, personalities and was, were at odds as well, but they were really good friends, you know, because one of them is a, is a huge into the force, and the other person just, you know, well, yeah, like, denying it. So those are the things that, like, they didn't get super in-depth with, and I feel like they could have a little bit better. You know, like, you think about, let's talk about Han Solo again, you know, like where he talks about, like, it's a hokey religion, and mm. so there's one, there's a couple of lines, you realize, well, this guy doesn't believe in the force at all. Whereas, like, they didn't really establish, you know, like, there was, they were trying to illustrate this movement from his friend, from Baze being, you know, kind of anti the force, like he's saying, I'm the one protecting you, not the force. Right. Um, to becoming a force believer at the mm. end. And, and you don't they quite don't really yeah. do that super well. Well, you don't necessarily get the whole, like, because I, I, the way I kind of took it was like he was basically just, egging his friend on where it's like hey he may actually believe like hey there's something to there's something to the force but at the same time he just he likes poking poking his friends yeah you know? maybe like i still don't i don't think that was their intention it felt like they were trying to make this big statement right you know like all oh, man all of a sudden i believe in the you know, yeah I'm, I'm one with the force all that kind of stuff yeah um i did think like that was probably the most emotional um death that we had at the yeah. end was there them together you know where yeah. where the uh i can't remember his name uh the the force wheel or the force sensitive person dies and uh Shirt. and and bays yeah uh bays is you know emboldened and uh and i mean it's just like that was one of the most heartbreaking things and that was probably the first one that really happened mm-hmm. um i don't know if uh the robot had died at this point yet yeah, the droid had died, had died. i didn't really care about him no um, in terms of him dying but like i think i was it was emotional when her father died. That's true. Um, just because you were at that point, you're you really relate to um, Jen's story and her character a lot. Yeah. Um, when it, when she was watching her, like that was right after she was watching her dad on the right. Um, the whatever it's the called, ho- uh, Hol- the hologram. hologram yeah. yeah. And she starts crying, and that man, like I just teared up like yeah. at that. Oh yeah. Because. Well- 
it was just so emotional and raw. Right. And then like no like the room was shaking, they were destroying the city. Yeah. There was, you know, and, and she had no idea because it was just such a emotional moment. And like that emotion came you know, obviously off the screen and yeah, before we move on to us. some of the other characters, like I did love how whenever things happened, like a lot of things were happening at the same time in this movie. You think That's about right. that yes, they're destroying the city and she's also finding out about her father. Mm-hmm. Um that she's you know, like we're we have this uh, interaction between, um, let's see here, between Orson, Krennic, and uh, and her father, and like, and also there's this attack going on. That's right. Um, well, and in that, like, okay, so there were a few times that I felt like they explained themselves like multiple times. Yeah. But that was one of the times where there was it was literally I was like, wow, this is really perfectly orchestrated where yeah. you have this moment of, Oh, well we haven't heard from them. Send in the, uh, the X wing squadron uh-huh. to go bomb the place. Yeah. And then whenever they realize that they, you know, it's, it's not a good thing for them to go bomb this place. Right. And they can't call them back. And like that whole orchestration of how that sequence went down was perfect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it wasn't over explained. wasn't under explained. It was just delivered perfectly well. And there were like three things, like you say, going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. There was like three things there, and then there was three uh, again. I forgot about like whenever they were destroying that first city. There was not only her seeing her father, but then there was other other, other conversation. <sighs> That's right. Um, happening in the other room. Uh, so there's three things there. Uh, later on, like whenever they're um, they're trying, there's like three stories going on um, with like the uh, the force wielder and um, his friend, and then they're grabbing the data. From yep. the tower, and there's the space battle going on, and then there's the uh, the, the, pilot. the pilot trying to like make connection with everybody. So there's like four stories there. Yeah, like they did a really good job with all that, though. You they keep did. track of it all, and doesn't get lost, and you're telling a lot of a lot of information. Yeah, um, about what's happening, a very fluid and smooth way. Like I feel like Scott Snyder could, <laughs> learn, or Zack Snyder, sorry, could learn a lot from uh, from this movie. Yeah. Dude. You don't need a three-hour movie. No. no, we don't need a three-hour movie at all. But yeah, I agree. Where like there's multiple things going on, and there's and they're all exciting. They're all yeah. equally exciting. Like whenever it would cut to one, it's not like you go, "Oh man," you know. Right. <laughs> there isn't, you know. And sometimes some movies are like that, where yeah. there's just one storyline that you cut to, and it's like, "Well, I don't care at all what happens to these people." So, right. and uh, what's interesting about you know, the early on, I felt like there might have been a bit of a pacing issue because, again, there was like whenever she had to to describe to the uh, the crew there of the ship mm-hmm. about her father, about how he wasn't a yeah, bad yeah. guy, and then we also literally uh, like two scenes later were describing that exact same thing to yeah. the uh, the rebel council. Like that felt a little. It's like I, I would almost rather just see it in w- one way and maybe the tail end of it at the rebel council or something. You know, yeah. tighten that up a little bit because like that felt. Felt a little odd, over explaining. Agreed, and and at least they did call it out. Where like one of the guys in the uh, um, in the council was just kind of like, "Yeah, we know, <laughs> we've heard you say this, right?" Many, you know, many times. And what's funny about that, like we uh, and something we can talk about as well is like in the trailer, there were numerous things that potentially didn't end up in the final movie. Oh yeah, we can talk about that in a bit. But uh, this was specifically that speech that she gives to the council there, the rebel council. I remember yeah. in the trailer thinking, "That's actually, I, I'm not convinced." Like I don't think if I was in that room, yeah. I would be very convinced. And like as I was watching the trailer, I was assuming this is like a big motivational kind yeah, of like thing. Yeah, like the whole thing where she's 
she's like, you know, she says something like, you know, you're rebels, I rebel. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that like, wasn't in the final one. We were just like, that was delivered really strangely. Why would she even say that right now? Yeah. But exactly. like, and I'm glad that wasn't in the final one. Um, but then like that speech there, it, it actually didn't convince anybody. And yeah. so after it happened, I was like, oh, that makes sense. okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that Bodhi, the the pilot, was like he was he was pretty well fleshed out. Like I, I liked man, he was just like he's just a compelling character. He was a compelling he did, actor. He did make a cha- like a, a mention to like something that we'd never explained as well, where he's like, oh, I was you know, uh, uh, her father. I can't remember his first name. Oh, Erso. Uh, Galen. Um, yeah, Galen. Galen. Galen Erso. Like he said. He, he told him that he could make up for something like make, you know, basically, yeah. you know, make up for it. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't you don't sure. know what that is because he's a pilot. So he's not like building the death star. So yeah. Yeah. You're like, what is that backstory yep. there? So this is the thing. What do you like, feel guilty the, about? You there's, know? A, there's a book that came out um, like a couple weeks ago that is about Galen and it's mm. the lead up to this movie. And so like, I'm not sure like at what time period, but um, I'm hoping that, like I want to read that now for like, sure. If it, see if it, how much backstory it actually kind of like adds to this movie. Yeah, or if it's maybe because it seems like he was working on the Death Star, then he stopped working on the Death Star, then they recruited him to work on the Death Star again. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it's like you wonder how far back does that backstory kind of right. go? Um, but yeah, I, I really liked uh, the pilot character. I, I did think. I don't know, whenever whenever everything kind of went down with him, like you really were emotionally invested in him literally taking, basically plugging something in from one thing to another. It's yeah, like, yeah. how much more stressful <laughs> can getting an extension cord be? But, you I, know? I, but I love that because <laughs> that's the thing, some of the things that make Star Wars, Star Wars is like, yeah. there's, just, there's just mundane things, you know. That are made stressful. <laughs> you know, Han's like, Chewie, why'd you take this apart now? You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, it's just the everyday kind of like this is just like a lived-in universe, right? Um, there, yeah, there was another like repeat thing, like whenever uh, uh, they uh, they call down, like I think it was right before they jump and start climbing up that tower. Mm. Um, he calls down and says, "We need that plugged in." And it's like you already told him like five times <laughs> you need this plugged in. Like yeah. he understands you need it plugged in. Yeah. Um, uh, let's move on to the to the villains real quick. Oh, okay. So uh, Tarkin, there. super surprised by Tarkin. What in the world, man? I was not expecting him in this. Me movie. neither. Uh, so it was kind of cool, like completely digital. Oh, I yeah. thought he looked pretty good in the first scene, and then like the subsequent scenes, it just got worse and worse. Yeah, it kind of got like waxy near it the end. It got waxy, and his eyes got really like they moved too fast and like unnaturally. So I was wondering, like, obviously they had to have like a uh, an impersonator like do the voice. Yeah, but yeah. it's like you know you wonder if they got like a look alike and then they mapped his face on there and that sort of thing. But, yeah, that's what I... Um, I mean, who knows how that stuff works? Like, yeah. I mean, they might talk about it on the special features or something. This, it's, I think it's probably the same kind of thing they did whenever uh, they made Tony Stark really young and Michael yeah. Douglas young and Ant-Man. Um, while we're on it, uh, Princess Leia. Princess Leia, yeah, Princess Leia. She also looked really strange. <laughs> looked really digital. But, uh, but I, I thought they did a good job with, like, the... the like. The, it's, that, it's that line where you can, like, you can't tell. Right. It's like, is this? Where you're like, you squint at it and you're like, they don't, like, there's something unnatural about this. Yeah. Like, you can't quite put your finger on what exactly is wrong. Right. But, like, there's something not quite right. Well, I don't know if, and maybe it's the fact that we know what she should look like. So any kind of variation in her look yeah. will feel weird. Well, and it, I think, I thought they did a good job of capturing her A New Hope look. Uh-huh. You know, where it's like, because, because well, so uh, it was her face. Because, like, she was different. really young at the time, you know, and yeah. that sort of thing. Like, it's not, because she changes and as do all the characters from 
except for Han. He really pretty much stays the same the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, from, Harrison Ford. Yeah. He just doesn't age. He doesn't age ever. Uh, he, he has like gray hair now. That's, yeah. that's basically the only change. Anyway, but like it, she changed a lot from like one movie to the next. And so it was nice to see like, hey, they, they did a good job of like making her look like her uh, same self from A New Hope. But yeah. like you said, it's just, it's just something a little bit off about it. Yeah. Krennic, fantastic. Oh, my Bill, goodness. Or, sorry, Ben Mendelsohn. So good. Fantastic actor. So good. Like, super impressed with everything he does. He was He's in um, Bloodline. Mm. And, uh, like, he is, he, he has so many, like, watching him, like, those are two different, completely different roles. Mm. And watching him in both of them, I'm just, like, super impressed. The incredible, like, so I always am impressed whenever I actually notice, um, Whenever someone's not saying a line, but they are still like micro expressions yeah. and like all of this, like that's always super impressive to me. The other thing that like I didn't I didn't realize was like he's Australian and Bloodline he has this American accent, yeah. and this he has this British accent. Yep. It's but yeah, he like he has these like yes he's he does he's like the master of these little like kind of physical ticks. Yeah, and like and and saying things with his eyes uh-huh. and his like and just just a tiny little expression here, you know, whenever he was uh talking to Vader. Yeah. Um oh, man, and yeah. right like at the end whenever like after Vader releases him and says something about like don't let your, you know, don't get choked by your emo- or by your uh, by your ambitions. Mm-hmm. And he like has this like relief at first but then it's like oh i'm happy because i'm i can still turn this to my advantage and it's like this evil look as well it's just like there's like so much complexity to this force like less than a second Mm -hmm. on his face and you're just like (laughs) what in the world yeah uh he does a a really good job about like you can tell there's just like this simmering anger underneath the surface even whenever he's being cordial yeah for sure. And like and his interactions with Tarkin, I really appreciated also how they got Tarkin's body language right. Mm. Oh yeah. And so that's why I feel like there's probably some some element of a uh, of a a lookalike that is doing sure, yeah. body like, motions. Well, I don't as well. think the body was necessarily CG. It looked like it was mainly it was just the head and face. Yeah. But like the way he walked around, especially he came like he uh, came very close to uh to Krennic and like that that motion I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. that's exactly what Tarkin did in in right. uh, a new hope." So yeah, I will say like the only, only other thing like the, his head looked a little too big mm-hmm. when he stood next to Krennic a couple yeah. times, and he looked like way taller than I remember him being. Well, but you remember seeing him next to uh, Darth Vader, and Darth Vader's very tall. True, but he didn't seem like well, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, you might be right because again, I'm not sure how much taller than uh, how much taller than Princess Leia was he in A New Hope. Not super, not, maybe not a head. Much. Yeah, maybe. But, like this looks like he would. She would come up to mm-hmm. like his chest. Yeah, know? he looks. He may have been a little bit too tall. I don't know. Um, very nitpicky there, though. Oh yeah, yeah, all, <laughs> yeah. Super nitpicky. I, I will say, like, I a disappointment with this was I wish there was more Darth Vader. Yeah, and and there were entire like shots in the the trailer that mm-hmm. weren't in this. I mean, we can do about that. Uh, yeah, we can, we'll talk about that in a second, but like yeah, like And so like that's why uh, like I was waiting for those moments I to know. happen. Yeah, and like, they didn't. Like what we got, like, I'm happy fast with. At the camera out of the smoke. Yeah, like that like, one specifically, I was like, "Man, I'm waiting for this." I know. Um because like I kind of was just anticipating him stalking them the entire time. You know, like a uh like he shows up and like, "Oh my goodness, we got to get out of here," you know. Yeah, and that's that's what I always felt like this story would be. This is like one of the differences that I was kind of like 
okay, you know. Uh, that's why I always felt this would be, was, like, this is Vader, because, like, the way they portray it in A New Hope is that he's been after these rebels for a while now, and this didn't really feel like it. He was... He was mm-hmm. he was basically relying on Tarkin to um, motivate Krennic to go do it, or he and he kind of motivated Krennic to do it. Right. Well, I mean, and that's a very what's interesting about that is that's a very Rebels esque Vader, because mm-hmm. um, on the show Rebels, like he has the Inquisitors to to go do right. things. He he sends uh, other people like uh, like uh, Callus, Agent Callus, to do things, and. So those entire, like, the whole, like, him stalking them thing, like, he only shows up whenever there's something really serious in that show. Yeah. And so this is kind of mimicking that in a way. Well, Whereas, like like you said, I always got the impression, like, he's been chasing uh, Princess Leia and her yeah. rebels for years. Right. Well, and, and like, so this, uh, I'm going to pull a lot from the comics now. Yeah. Like, this also fits with the comics in the, the way that... Um, Vader's relationship to the Emperor at this point in time is described. So basically, like, the comics, the Darth Vader comic picks up right after A New Hope, after the first Death Star is destroyed. Mm. And Vader is basically, like, the, the Emperor really doesn't trust him with a whole bunch. So, like, at this point in mm. time, he's he's basically, a, he does what Tarkin wants. Interesting. And you kind of see that in A New Hope, where... Um, like there's some there's some things like they, I think they refer to him as like his his dog or something like that you know or something I can't yeah. remember what, where where that's coming from in my brain but um, basically at this point in time he does what Tarkin wants like Tarkin says go over here and he goes there you know that's why he says you know I'm taking care of uh, this Vader's taking care of that yeah interesting like the Tarkin Vader relationship is one that I would love to investigate more because whenever they f- originally meet in the Clone Wars which yeah. is is in one of the Clone Wars episodes um Anakin really really respects Tarkin and Tarkin is vicious and Anakin respects that about right. him and you get into this thing like in the uh in the Rebels show that they don't interact that much um but like you can tell that they that he the exact same thing where it's like Tarkin has all this strategy and Vader, you know, executes. Right. And so like that, that team up like that, the, the Tarkin um, Vader relationship, I would love to learn more about. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, for sure. Me too. Um, there's that Tarkin book I need to read mm. and, and d- dive into that. Uh, that's come out after the, the, uh, in the current like timeline. It's not expanded universe. There is, it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. It is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Great time to be a Star Wars fan. Um, the the other interesting thing, like so, like after A New Hope in the comics, the Emperor basically blames Vader for the destruction of the first Death Star, mm. which makes sense. Like Vader's on the Death Star, you know, and with along with Tarkin, right? Um, in A New Hope, I don't know. Like, it, I just wish so. Like at the end, whenever Vader's like. <laughs> battling these guys. He's got his lightsaber out. He's like using the force. How like, horrifying that was, was that? Amazing. That was, was terrifying. It was only like 30 seconds long. Chris, and I wanted like 10 I, minutes of that. I was horrified the entire, like that entire <laughs> sequence was so scary and yeah. so like, because like you just experienced a lot of emotion from a lot of loss, a lot of characters that just died, and so like I'm I'm like tearing up from that. But yeah. then like you have this terrifying you know sequence of events, and it's just like it's that emotion in that one like minute. Yeah. Whatever that screen time is, 
is worth seeing. The whole like, movie. Th- yeah, the entire movie. The, I, the, the ticket price, all of it. That appaired with the ending with Leia. Like, so, so first you, start, you see the these are the... The, the guys in the outfits that you see at the beginning of New Hope, the rebels. Mm, yep. And then you get to the actual hallway that Vader breaks through on the ship. Yep. And then the, you, they drop the ship out, and you see the actual, like, Leia's ship. And then you, you go inside, and you hear, hear some dialogue that I feel like you heard in, the, um, in A New Hope. And um, they hand Leia the plans, and you see Princess Leia, and they say, yeah. what, what have they sent us? And she says, hope. And it's like, man, that's just... That's how I wanted this to end. We yeah. talked about this before, our expectations for this. Yeah. I wanted it to end where they're handing the plans to Princess Leia and like yeah. that actually happened. Yeah, man. And like like I said, like that, the emotion of losing everyone that we had just oh, spent man. you know two hours with. And then it goes into this horrifying, like literally, like Vader is when we've talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast, but together, where Vader is one of the best villains of all time. Exactly. If yeah. not the best. Yeah. Like he's he's Top two. Yeah. But, and so you see him just go to town on folks. Yeah. And then you go get into this like nostalgia, you know? And, yeah. and there's like, that is the perfect ending to this. Mm-hmm. And so, um, any of its flaws are basically immediately like fixed in my <laughs> yes. brain where it's just like, wow, that is like, that's the moment that I remember. Like whenever I think about Rogue One, I'm going to be thinking about all of these complex emotions that happen within like seven minutes of each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of like, you know, thinking about it, like I want more Vader, but maybe it makes more sense, you know, because like if, if the, you know, you think about the story of a new hope, Vader's kind of hands off except for, you know, like he gets in the fighter at the end and then he kills Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like those are the two like accomplishments and like he kind of learns his lesson, I think. After, like, in the comics, he shows, like, the Emperor basically shuns him and says, you go find Luke Skywalker. Like, that is your mission. Like, yeah. take him out. And um, and so he goes off and, like, kind of does his own thing. And, and there's a point in time in which, like, he thinks, like, the Emperor is about to take another apprentice instead of Vader. And uh, and so well, that's what he's trying to do at the uh, the end of Return of the Jedi. True. You know, he's trying to take uh, Luke as yes. his apprentice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're Anakin, you're just like golly. Well, I mean, and like the uh, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine's always been doing that. Like you, True. you know, you think about like Dooku was his apprentice before Anakin, right? And then he basically has throws, Anakin kill him. Yeah, throws, throws <laughs> Dooku to, to the curb. Um, he what was it? What was it? hang on? What were they talking about right before that? Um, oh, uh, how he's very hands off. That if you had oh, more, yeah. you might not necessarily like. Well, you know, the, uh, so he's very hands off, and so it fits with like you know where he comes. Like he's really the the driving force from Empire on. True, I mean, and, and he reaches his like most terrifying whenever he's battling Luke there um, yeah. at the end of Empire. Yeah. You know, Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, uh, and also like if he was playing a bigger role, we wouldn't get you know. Uh, uh, Krennic probably wouldn't shine as much. And right. I I thought he was a really cool, fleshed out villain where. Um, he was a very strong villain. We already talked about his, the portrayal was really good, but like just the the backstory and the the story arc where he's like he's invested his life into building this weapon, it's and true. then he gets it taken away from him by Tarkin, and then he gets in a killed by that same weapon, you know, at right. the very end. Like that's just like a very like tragic storyline. Yeah, and it's like you understand the motivation too. You know, exactly. you understand the motivation all the way through. You understand why he's mad. The only thing you don't understand about him is why he's so messed up that all this death and destruction he says is beautiful. You know? 
And it's like you, I love the 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 juxtaposition of him looking down at this ex, you know big explosion and saying, "Oh, that's beautiful," and then seeing the terrible, like it's not beautiful from ground level. This is like dirt, and it's it's earth, and it's fire, and it's like this is not beautiful at all from there. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, you think about, yeah, I mean, I don't think at that point, I mean, no one in the empire really thinks of considers loss of life true whenever they're thinking about things, you know, like. <laughs> That's true. Otherwise, they'd give the stormtroopers better armor. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, te- and, te- and teach them how to shoot. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So like, I-, I I understand that just from like this is how the empire kind of like this is who they right. recruit. Yeah, like, but the only thing you don't really understand, I think, or get any backstory on, is like why is he such a big part of the empire in the first place? But again, maybe that's in this book, you yeah. know, where it, it talks about. Uh, Jin's father, Galen. and I think like so. Uh, obviously, like from from what they they were discussing early in the movie, like whenever he was trying to recruit him for the second time or whatever, when he was trying to kidnap him, basically, yeah. Um, it was obvious that like they both had worked on the Death Star, and like and so they mm. were both integral mm-hmm. to it, and so you know, but he he he'd reached a point where he needed help he yeah. needed you know needed uh, uh, Galen or so. So I I don't know, man. Like it's. His backstory, I don't know if it's necessary because, again, yeah, like I yeah. think, you know, you think about, oh, he's a maybe even a scientist in a, in a way. Yeah. So, but he just is in charge of this project. And so he thought that he would be the commander of it. Yeah. And, but obviously Tarkin has other, <laughs> other plans. And it will be his undoing. You know, I love the fact that, like, uh, Catherine had mentioned that she didn't realize that the Death Star had been used so much before. Mm. And I do, uh, in in A New Hope, he talks about uh, demonstrating the full power. Right. Of So, like, yeah. I had always assumed, oh, so we've run this thing at, like, half power. You know, right. it's like, well, this isn't even half power. This is, like, 1%, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked that aspect of it. I also liked... Um, we saw a lot of Senator Organa. So, uh, uh-huh. so, uh, Bill Organa. yeah, yeah. And so we saw him in the background of a lot of the rebel stuff, but then they made a point of him saying, I need to go, uh, to go get my, you know, Alderaan people yeah. ready for action. Yeah. And so the, he's obviously on Alderaan, um, in a day or so by the time we yeah. blow it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, I love seeing him. I love seeing like Mon Mothma. They chose the great actress to play her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like, I loved both those pieces in this. Um, the, the one character I wasn't super hot on was the droid. Like, uh, or I say I wanted more Vader. I wanted less droid. Oh yeah. Like on a scale of Archer D2 to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> he's he's closer to Jar Jar Binks. Oh man. It's, it's, he's a little bit better than Jar Jar Binks. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not saying but... that he's, he's not that level, but he like, it was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. I get your stick. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of over it. Here's the thing, like, about his character. Like, I appreciated that they had a droid. I appreciated that he was a tactical droid. You Uh know, he understood all these tactics. That was cool. Yeah. But about the fifth time he gives you the odds on something, you're like, nah, this is, you know, this isn't isn't as funny anymore. Um, I think it's because it, like, think about... Uh, Interstellar. It was recently like that. They that's what Tars did in Interstellar. Yeah, and so like, and it was this really it was, it was a very similar thing because it was very uh-huh. dry, very you know, it's like, been played it, before. That, yeah, that hand's been played. Yeah, well, and even like I think about C three PO. He told him the odds and uh, told uh, Han Solo the and odds. He and he's like, up. never tell me the odds. Exactly. You know? Well, it wasn't and, even that kind of a attitude no. with it. You know, it wasn't even like it was. It was. I don't know if it was. Here's the thing. 
I don't know if it was meant to be comic relief mm. or if it was meant to be like a lovable character. Because oh, yeah, like at both. the end of the day, I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, you served your amazing purpose and you sacrificed yourself. Great. But literally every single other member of the crew was far better. I don't know. It was far more emotional when they died yeah. and far more like fleshed out far. Like I was intrigued by them more. Like I didn't, I don't know. There was nothing care. about that droid that I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it's like there were things about other droids. Like I, I want to know more about you know R two D two and C three PO and and you know Chopper from from uh, Rebels and stuff. It, but yeah. it's like, but this one, right? Nah, no, uh, yeah, agreed. And like even some of the the things they had him do, like whenever he shows up in that, like a, after there's an ambush, yeah, he shows up and like saves him, and then he's like, get back to the ship, and like he just goes back, and I'm like, yeah, well. Like, it reminds me. Oh yeah, that's another one of those backtracking kind of things. He like it, he wasn't here, and then he's here, and then yeah. he sends him back again. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> it reminds know what me you're of doing. a recurring joke from uh, Milo Murphy's Law, uh, the the show from the creators of Phineas and Ferb mm. on Disney XD, and his dog uh, who is named D O G, so D O G. Anyway, uh, always comes after him, and he's like, "What are you doing? Now? You're not supposed to be in the river. Go home." And he goes home, and like uh-huh. it constantly happens. And so that's that moment. I was like, "What?" Why are you even here? You know, this yeah. is, you know, I don't know. It's a very, uh, there just to be there. Like he didn't, right. They didn't need to write that, write him in there. Right. And, uh, and, and it was an, uh, while it was an unearned save, you know, where it was like, you, you right. have these moments of, uh, like deus ex machina where it's like, Oh, just, you know, oh, and then somebody sw- swoops that did, in. That did happen some, several times. You know, yeah. Right at the end there with, uh, with, uh, Cassian. Right at the end. And then with the bombers, you know, coming in. That's right. And- Cassian, the one with Cassian was very confusing to me whenever he uh shoots what's his name and because he she has to carry him off oh. like she, and i'm like how did you climb up yeah the get, get entire choppy thing yeah like how how is this even possible man right <laughs> whenever you like you obviously have a broken leg yeah <laughs> yeah no but idea yeah, that was one of the weird like that was one of the moments where i was like okay you know, I just kind of shrugged it off where I'm like, it doesn't matter as much because everything else is great. <laughs> well, other than the fact that it looked cool, I also yeah. don't know why they went down to the beach anyway. Like, True. Why walk the, like, probably half mile, mile to that beach? I mean, at that point, they probably still assumed that they could have probably gotten off. Yeah, yeah maybe. Know? Maybe. You and, know? and the other thing was, like, why did they try to find a ship? I don't know, man. I, I know their <laughs> ship was gone, but they, they, they were that was landing pad nine. So you would assume that there's... Eight other pads, at least eight that possibly have, and from up in the air, you can be like, "Oh, there's a ship." Right, right. I don't know, man. And so I was also wondering if they knew that it was a suicide mission, you know, from the from the get go, because this entire entire thing is covered by a ray shield. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I mean, yeah, they they understood the risks in the first place yeah. for sure. Because unless they take the entire planet, there's no way, you know. I yeah. Mean, so I don't know. It's it's an interesting way to to do the ending. I did love. Like like I said, I loved their chemistry, totally bought it. And so even that moment of them like, you know, sitting there, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is heartbreaking and super yeah. sad. Um the same way it was sad with uh with the uh force sensitive guy and his best friend, you know, the two mm-hmm. best friends that were there, you know. So like that that was super sad and it was right at the beginning of everybody dying. Yeah. And then this one was super sad, it was right at the end of everybody dying. By the time you reach this though, you're pretty much like, Well, 
Yeah, this is inevitable. And so you've said your goodbyes as a as a watcher of the movie. You've been like, okay, so these characters are not going to make it, right? And uh, and then you kind of are okay with it. So it's less like of a hard hitting thing and more of just like a a dull like, oh, this is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. The so I did want to mention. Let's go back to the trailers. Like, so there's lots yep. of things that were in the trailers that just mysteriously didn't happen in here. Yeah. First of I, all, pretty much all the voiceovers. Right. Like the uh, there was Saw Gerrera in the one where uh-huh. it says, uh, you know, something about like what you become, and like that one's yeah. nowhere to be found. No. Um, the Darth Vader coming up out of the smoke was nowhere to be found. Yep. The the shot of her walking out onto the the platform was there, but no Tie Fighter. No Tie Fighter. Then there was uh, which was one, an implication of Darth Vader as well. Right. There's that one uh, shot of Krennic walking through the water on the beach. Yep. That never happened. Never happened. There was the uh, the the wooded uh, the rebels running through the the uh-huh. palm trees. Yep. That didn't happen the way it happened in the uh, trailer. trailer. There also wasn't the stormtroopers wading through like knee high water. That's right. Like. And that creepy kind of like cave thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, it was actually it was, it was on the beach. Yeah, it was on the beach. You're like, right. Where was that? Yeah, where was that? And then you know you have uh, I don't know. There was just a lot of things that were in there in the trailers that kind of didn't necessarily mislead me here. Right. But like, yeah. I mean, to some extent, they might. Like that. That was the thing. Like it gave. I mean, so yeah. And this just goes back back down to like just the trailer culture and the 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 like we're. And it's like at this the, point, well, audiences say they want they say they want more information. I'm like, do you really like that? Doesn't make any like. Sure, your trailer gets better ratings, but is that really good for the end product? You know, because like mm. I knew she was going to go up on that tower the minute I saw the tower because I'd seen the trailer where she's up on that platform. Right. And even though that didn't happen that way, it still is not much of a fake out. No. Well, and then I also think about like, are we so anti spoiler right now? Like, are, are spoilers and like being anti spoiler so intense right now that you have to literally create a CG TIE fighter and throw it into a, you know, a sequence just to entice people? Well, and remember how them. I talked about how it looked bad? Oh, yeah. That's why it looked that's bad. That's why it looked bad because it wasn't in the real movie. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, they, it's, you know, somebody just was like, oh, let's render this. Well, how much time we got? <laughs> two hours. All right. Let's render it for two hours done. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think, you know, some of it probably comes down to, well, this is what we have shot, so I'm going to send it over to the editors, see what they come up with. Yeah. And then later on, they edit the movie, and they choose to use what shots they want to use. So the same yeah. thing happened with The Force Awakens. There's a lot of, there's like voiceover and and yeah. uh, footage that didn't show up in the actual movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. I would be interested to, to to see if there are other examples, or if it's pretty much just Star Wars right now at this that's point. That's doing that. Yeah, I, mean, that's I think doing I think that the, that misleading well, I think to, people. I think to that extent, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I don't like, know if it's purposeful or if it's just out of just like this is just how it happens. Right. Well, and we've talked about before how like trailers can actually influence the final product. Like whenever we did reviewed. Uh, oh gosh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. and which is funny, we watched, uh, we saw a trailer for um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And there were some moments of that that looked a lot like those trailers. So I was wondering if they were maybe made by the same people, like cut together by the same yeah, company. I'm not really sure. Because like some of the uh, the color choices and like the fact that they would go, here's some cool stuff, then the text comes up, and yeah. here's some cool stuff, and the text comes up. Like that's a very like that's what Suicide Squad did, and yeah. their best trailers. So yeah, um, yeah. So are we ready to rate this thing? I think so. Last thing I did mention uh, the uh, the music. Oh yeah, the cool moments where it was like, "Hey, here's 
something familiar was whenever uh, Senator Organa showed up for the first time. It yeah. played the uh, the uh, rebel theme, rebel theme, and then obviously whenever we had Vader show up, it was like a full on like this is Vader's theme for yeah. sure. So like those were the Imperial two March. biggest moments where like whenever something happened, I was like, oh man, you know. Yeah. And the Senator Organa one, I was like, well, why did they just play? Oh yeah, that's Senator Organa. Yeah, Leia connection. And, I, and I'm still not entirely like. I'm not convinced that we didn't need, if not a crawl at the beginning, the the Star Wars dun 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 dun, dun, dun you know, kind of stuff at the beginning. That's just right. To, we really didn't discuss the just, crawl. Just to set the mood. Yeah, the lack of the crawl. And I don't think you necessarily need a, a crawl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have a crawl in. Um, you do, and it's not in. It's in the early episodes of Clone Wars, but not yeah. the rest of it. Right. And there's no crawl in, in Rebels, but like again. This and is it's a like, movie. Yeah, and you don't have the like you know when this is. Like you know what's going on you already. Should, yes. You should. But like it's just so iconically Star Wars, it's just odd to have a Star Wars movie without it. Uh-huh. And it's like I like I said, I this is one of those things that um we'll see how we end up liking it about the the third one of these standalone yeah. movies. So like Four years from now, we'll decide like whether or not this is a good idea to not have a crawl and to not do the fanfare at the beginning, like the Star yeah. Wars fanfare. I don't know. Because like the Star Wars fanfare is what I was missing. And it's like... Yeah. And it sets the mood is the yeah. thing. And it gets you... Like it automatically takes you to Star Wars, that mindset, that world, that universe. Puts a smile on your face, you know? So, yeah. And it's like... And it can get dark immediately after, as evidenced yeah. by, you know, Empire Strikes Back. And, you know, it's like basically everything decays right after the fanfare. <laughs> right. In every single movie. It's like you're <laughs> in just a disaster zone from the beginning there. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's just, it just helps in mm. a lot of ways. Yeah. And it was, it's a very unique thing to Star Wars, too, to not have any credits at the beginning to go like hard into just story. Yeah. And so it was odd not to have it. Again, I don't know whether it's a good thing, bad thing. It's just different. Yeah. And we'll see. All right. So let's write this. I don't even remember what we rated Force Awakens. Oh, man. I don't know either. But. Um, it was in the nines, I'm sure. But what are you going to rate this thing? Um, oh, man. It's, it's a hard rating. It's like it's a yeah, hard one because it is. here's the thing. Like right up until the last act of this movie, mm-hmm. I was like in the, yeah, this is good, but not great. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like, this is totally fun and I'm enjoying myself, yeah. but it's not like really mind blowingly good. And then the last like 30 minutes of the movie, maybe less than that, maybe even like 20 minutes in the movie, yeah. like everything happens right. and it went up way up in yeah. my mind. So like, I'm thinking this is like an 8.59 to me. Yeah. That's where I was. So like, that's where I am too. Like, Except for uh, if the end hadn't happened, yeah. If we hadn't seen Vader going after the plans and all right. the guys and then Princess Leia, all that stuff, that yeah. hadn't happened after like everyone died on the planet and they got the plans, right? Um, if that exact sequence of emotions hadn't happened in that way, uh huh, this would be an eight point five, right? But because of that, I like I'm like okay, well this is a nine, yeah, like because that was so good, yeah. And you come off of this like you come off of this really like raw moment and yeah. then you go into this craziness that i, I didn't like i wanted it right. but i didn't expect it necessarily at that point in the movie yeah. like i was like at this point if i if we haven't already had a lot of that stuff happen then it's like well you know it's probably not gonna happen yeah but it happened and i'm so, happy like maybe i i just you know make this uh 8.75 you know it's kind of where i'm at with it like it's it's right in between those two so 8.75 sounds like a, a good good call it's done 
boom it's in the books put a stamp on it yep one last thing before we uh before we we go yeah. I, I did want to mention and and uh throw out the the awesomeness that was the footage from like the red team oh yeah the the the, the x-wing fighters yeah dude and like they used old footage and those dog fights were awesome oh man it was amazing they used old footage and then they must have recut some of the vocals at least some yeah. because like they were referencing this the gate like they were attacking the gate right. and one of them referenced the gate specifically yeah. but it was after they had cut away from his face you know the red five standing by and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah um also, fun, fun. Well, not necessarily fun if you're Red Five, but <laughs> you watch like Red Five crashes and dies, yeah. and uh-huh. so which leaves room for Luke yeah. then to become Red, Red Five, Five, creates a job opening, and that Luke then fills uh, in the Death Star. So crazy, man. Yeah, super cool. Like, and and uh, a lot of the that's I mean it goes back to the cinematography, like. That looks beautiful. I loved, you know, like all, all the dogfight kind of stuff. I kind of wanted more of the space battle, as yeah. always. You know. Well, I mean, space battles are just cool, man. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy your viewing experience with Star Wars Rogue One, because I know you're all going to watch you it. You mean Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Sure. I'm probably going to go watch it again uh, in the next, uh, like in the weekend or so. Next Agreed. Week or so. Agreed. You um, should do a double feature, uh, Moana and that. Yeah, or you that know, and some, then some other movie I want to see, too true there's a lot of good movies out right now there's a lot of good movies out um you can find us online at stamtargetpodcast.com on twitter at chrisart250 and john wright 777 and at stamtargetpod please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about us we really appreciate it next week on the podcast chris mm. we have our christmas special oh so we're going to be working our way through oh my gosh uh, <laughs> uh the uh charles the Christ- dickens the christmas carol christmas carol and uh, from memory from memory no cheating we're going to play all the parts. <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> or it'll be something. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Marley. Marley. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. So good. This is going to be weird. <gasps> it's going to be a really weird one. <laughs> I hope you put, I hope you put sound effects and music behind <laughs> these scenes. I will give it a shot. I'll give it my best bet. <laughs> um, oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see something specific, tweet at us. What's the hashtag? <laughs> Stay on Christmas. <laughs> Stay on Christmas. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm going to go to bed now. What yeah, time it's is about it? that time. It is, oh my goodness, it's 4 a.m. Oh my gosh, it's John. It's 4 I'm going to get like two hours of sleep. Don't you have like a meeting at work? Yes. What time? 8.30. You've got... Four and a half hours, and you've got to drive home. Yeah. And drive to Do you work. want to crash on my couch? You can crash on my couch. No. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Chris. Well, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Have a good night. We love you. <laughs> We've stayed up late for you. That's right. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.